The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. I am your host, Cam Edwards. Missy is, once again, uh, not with us this week. Um, We were both really looking forward to doing this episode. We were talking about it last Thursday night. She had a a woodworking class this past weekend, made a hope chest, and she really wanted to uh, talk about it and show off her design, which you can, by the way, see it uh, at Instagram. Uh, Just look for the uh, Corny Goat Farm page. But we were excited. And then uh, Friday morning, I woke up. Uh, We were getting the kids ready for school. Uh, Missy, about 7.45 or so, said, oh, shoot, I forgot a doctor's appointment. I got to go. I'm late. Supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. I said, okay. Um, This was just to go over the results of her CT scan and her blood work. She had uh, already gotten the results of her blood work back uh, a few days earlier. Everything looked fine. So we were blindsided. Honestly, we were both just utterly and completely blindsided uh, when the CT scan came back showing that there are some nodules, um, small, um, but uh, stuff that wasn't there before. So I said on Twitter that, uh, you know, my wife's cancer has come back, and it's kind of the assumption that everybody's going on. There's a chance that it's not. There's a there's a chance that it's just something weird, maybe a lung infection, uh, you know, something that's not cancer. There is that chance. But the assumption when dealing with somebody who has had lung cancer before is that, uh, okay, this is probably the cancer coming back. So um, we don't know anything right now. The uh, doctors are testing the original tumor to see if it has a mutation marker. Uh, typically, the doctor said when uh, women who don't smoke get lung cancer, if it comes back, it comes back as a specific kind of lung cancer, uh, one that uh, uh, doctors are, are, are fairly familiar with and researchers are fairly familiar with. There's actually a couple of medications to, to treat that type of cancer that does not involve chemo, does not involve radiation. It's just a pill. Uh, and uh, apparently, they've seen a lot of success with that. So... You know, I'm, listen, I'm still praying that, uh, that this isn't cancer at all and we don't have anything to be worried about. Uh, I am praying that if it is cancer, that it is the cancer that the doctors know how to deal with. And as you can tell, it's uh, still pretty tough to talk about this. So Missy decided, uh, I talked to her last night when she got home from her woodworking class. She said, listen, I don't want to talk about this until we know more. There's just no point in going around and around and talking about it and feeling bad until we know more. And I, I understand and I agree. And, um, and, you know, look, if she changes her mind between now and the next time we go to the doctor, of course, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to say, hey, you said you didn't want to talk about this. This is all up to her now. Um, but she just didn't really – she's been overwhelmed this weekend uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. I mean, lots of folks have been letting her know that, that they care about her, friends and family, uh, those of you on Instagram who have been sharing words of support and encouragement and on Facebook. I cannot thank you enough for that. I really can't. It has meant a lot, but it, it's also a little overwhelming. Um, and when you try to think about something else – Sometimes it's hard. So 
Uh, Missy decided that she didn't want to um, do the podcast this week, and hopefully she'll be back next week. And we probably won't talk. We'll probably just talk about Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about some of the things that uh, that we did over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, including butchering hogs. We have a, uh, a friend coming over, and we're going to try to do three hogs um, before we uh, before the uh, Thanksgiving vacation is over. So uh, we'll probably talk a lot about that. But please know. That um, that we really do appreciate your support and your thoughts and your prayers and your love, and I will accept them on behalf of Missy e very, very gratefully. And I know, I know, we did this storyline a year ago, right? We already did the Missy e gets cancer storyline. We don't, we don't need to repeat this again. So, really, please just keep us in your thoughts and your prayers. They are, uh, they are much appreciated. Um, so, um, Miss E is not here to tell you about this hope chest that she made. So allow me to brag on her <laughs> for a moment or two, if you don't mind. And it was actually really good that she went to this class this weekend because it did take her mind off of it. Um, class was held in Richmond. So it was about an hour and a half from our house. I got her a hotel so she could stay over there Saturday night. I went over Saturday night. We had a date night. Uh, and then I drove back home. And uh, two days of the class, uh, you know, went from raw lumber to a really cool hope chest. I mean, I was it was bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, and Missy e just did a fantastic job. I mean, next week when she's on the program, we'll talk more about this. I've got a lot of questions that I'll ask her. But, she, I mean, everything from picking out the, the lumber to be used and, like, matching up the grain – uh, the top of the the hope chest is actually two different boards, but she picked those boards so well. The grain that she uh, got matches so well that if you're just looking at it, 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 it to me, I thought it was just one uh, broad slab of wood. It wasn't until she kind of showed me the seam that I realized, oh, wow, those are two different boards. She did a fantastic job. Um, the uh, It's kind of shaker style. She really likes those those kind of clean, classic lines. Not a lot of ornamentation, not nothing like Rococo or anything fancy like that, but just clean and simple and, and kind of streamlined, right? It's not quite, it's not like Art Deco or anything like that, but uh, I tell you what, for the second thing ever <laughs> that she's made uh, in this woodworking class, I was really, really blown away. And uh, her next thought, uh, there's a class on, it's like I think it's like Lessons with Routers, and uh, so she's thinking about doing something like that, and she uh, found out that there's a woodworking shop in Richmond that like rents itself out by the hour, and they've got all the tools there, so... All of this talk that she's been having about, well, maybe we need to build a, uh, a woodworking shop for me. Um, that may be coming still, but uh, I think she's going to try to do a couple of projects uh, on her own. She has uh, a, a, a grand design for a uh, headboard for our bed because we have lived in our house now for five years with uh, the mattress and the bed frame just kind of pushed up against the wall. Uh, and part of it's because the, the room that uh, our bedroom is in is uh, in the part of the house that was built in like the 1880s. And uh, so pre-air conditioning, um, two of the four walls have windows that are kind of oddly situated that make it hard to put a bed up against those two windows. One wall has a, a fireplace and what used to be uh, a closet. 
Um, and then the other wall is basically the one wall that you could conceivably have a, a headboard on. Um, and it's just kind of an awkward position for our room. So, uh, yeah, so we've just decided, like, yeah, we've gone years and years without one. Missy really, really wants one. So Missy's going to build one, and uh, and I will help. Uh, all right, we're going to take a, a quick time out. When we come back, I'll talk about uh, what I was doing this weekend, uh, besides trying to stay out of my head uh, for hours on end. <laughs> Stick around. We have more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I don't want, I wanted to be Attorney uh, General. I did, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Quickly, uh, sir, we only have so much time. Alabama, I'm, yes I'm trying to no. answer the question. I, for the good of the Alabamans, and write me in. that Sessions, S, E, Crooked Letter, S, Crooked Letter, I, that's Jeff. The Morning Blaze, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So while Missy was off making her hope chest, I was uh, holding down the home front this weekend. And um, that meant dealing with some new pigs because literally less than 12 hours after I uh, finished the last podcast, episode 127 of 40 Acres and a Fool, if you're following along, uh, we uh, uh, got up the next morning. The idea was, okay, it's going to get really cold. Got to build the uh, hog shelter before, uh, you know, at some point. And I, again, thought it was going to be closer to January. We were going to have little piglets. Oh, no. No, it was the next day. It was the next flipping day. Got up. <laughs> we're uh, building the pallet shed for the uh, hogs, uh, which basically consists of Three walls made of pallets, stuffed with straw, a roof, uh, which was also made of pallets. The uh, roof was then covered with a piece of tin roof uh, so that uh, it will be mostly waterproof. A uh, southward orientation so that it gets the uh, wintertime sun, stuff it full of straw, and you've got a, a nice warm spot for the piggies to lay in. So as we're assembling this and putting it together, Miss E., looks under one of the trees where the uh, the pigs had been sleeping and said, we have piglets. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, no, 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 we have piglets. So we start counting. We thought we had 10. I'm kind of wondering now if we have nine. Because as of this podcast, what I'm doing right this second, we're down to seven. Two of them, I know, got squished uh, in the piggy pile, uh, which I, I had a feeling was going to happen. And let me tell you, yeah, it sucks to have to root through straw and pick up, you know, little squished baby pigs. That's not a great way to start your uh, your Saturday morning. Um, so we should, again, if we had 10, we should have eight left and we have seven. So I don't think any one of them ran off. Uh, Miss E said that there was a day, like the day after they were born, that there were an awful lot of hawks. Uh, and vultures, turkey vultures, uh, hanging around uh, the uh, pig pen. So 
she's kind of thinking like maybe got scooped up or attempted to get scooped up and then uh but i don't i just don't know um so we may have just had nine from the uh, get-go and miscounted nine and ten but now i'm pretty positive we have seven which is uh, seven more than I was really, really hoping for. So, again, the plan this Saturday after Thanksgiving is that uh, uh, we have a friend who's coming over who is uh, just as awesome uh, with uh, the farm stuff as Miss E is, even though she didn't grow up on a farm either. But uh, these ladies get it done. And so uh, early Saturday morning when it is nice and chilly, we will uh, process uh, three hogs ourselves. So these will be the uh, the two boars who uh, are getting every pig pregnant right now. So they just got to go. Uh, I think this is like the the the, the massive vasectomy, the uh, the final vasectomy. We're just getting rid of the boars, uh, and then the uh, the little sow uh, or the little girl that we have uh, part of that same litter. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and uh, uh, dispatch her too because she's not pregnant big enough that uh, you know these are probably. I don't know what five or six months old now. Um, you know they're 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 definitely smaller than their mom, but they're a decent size. Uh, we'll be able to get a little bit of bacon. We'll be able to get I think pretty good hams, and then a little bit of sausage meat uh, off of uh, each of the three. Um, so that will leave us the three adults, and then the seven piglets, and then again one of our girls is still pregnant. Uh, and it's weird because she's the one who's still pregnant is the one who's actually nursing the piglets who were born. The the pig who actually gave birth uh, last week, uh, Missy says she, she never uh, she doesn't think her, her milk came in uh, and we've never seen her actually feed her babies. It's always been. The other pregnant pig, who, whose milk I obviously has already come in, um, so I, I have no idea. At some point, we're likely to have like seventeen little pigs in there, and uh, what we're going to do with those—that's a really good question. We're going to sell them uh, for the most part. We will, yeah, because we don't need that many. We don't need nearly that many pigs. Uh, they will be weaned really close to uh, to Christmas. So if anybody in the Virginia area has ever wanted to do a roast suckling pig for Christmas, you're in luck. Now's your year. Just uh, send me an email, 40acrefool at gmail.com, 40acrefool at gmail.com. Or uh, you can also uh, snail mail us some stuff. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, you want to send us an old-fashioned letter, we love getting those. Christmas cards, whatnot. Uh, that is P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901. Corny Goat Farm, Cam Edwards. You can write whatever the heck you want, but uh, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, uh, 23901. So uh, besides the pig processing that we are hoping to get done on Thanksgiving weekend, it's going to be kind of a weird Thanksgiving year because we're not going to have... Like, our oldest kids aren't coming home, which is kind of unusual. We usually would at least get one. I mean, our our oldest daughter uh, lives in Oklahoma now, and our oldest son recently moved from Virginia to Colorado. So, yeah, we're going to be a little bit smaller for Thanksgiving. And Missy and I are actually talking about that. There's a uh, an event 
Um, I, I shouldn't say an event, but uh, there is a, a group of uh, volunteers uh, called Feeding Farmville that are going to be doing a Thanksgiving dinner for uh, folks who are homebound, uh, folks who are uh, less fortunate might not be able to uh, uh, to afford a, a Thanksgiving dinner. So we're going to be volunteering there on Thanksgiving and uh, helping out that way. Because honestly, and you know, look, I know that I'm the eternal optimist, but um, but it is true. And here, I, I hope I don't start getting a little weepy again. But we do have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, and I am very aware of that. Even with everything going on, even with the bad news that we got last week, or the potentially bad news that we got last week, we have a lot to be thankful for. And, you know, I'm one of those people who is an eternal optimist, and yet I've got this sort of stoic side in me. One of the things about the Stoics uh, back in ancient Greece is they would they would always think about, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Imagine the worst thing that could happen. Like, imagine the absolute worst thing that could happen and really think about it and try to get inside that thought. And that way, if the worst thing in the world ever does happen, you've at least prepared yourself a minute amount, as much as you can. Um, I, and so there's a part of me that does that automatically, but then there's also that part of me that uh, that says, "Okay, this is awful. <laughs> let's try to be the let's try to be the sunny optimist." So, you know, I mean, look, there's a part of me that's scared right now, and there's a part of me that's really upset, and I don't know what's coming. And then there's a part of me that looks back and says, okay, listen, you could get hit by a meteorite tomorrow, right? I mean, you could have a rampaging cow go through your living room wall and and kill you. You don't know. So, yeah, now I'm thinking about mortality. Now I'm thinking about all these things, right? But, but, But the fact is that, you know, every day we wake up is a blessing. And every day is its own reward. Every day is what you make it. And every day that you're breathing is a good day. And I've had 20 wonderful years with my wife and my kids. That's a long time to have with people that you love. And, uh, and so if that changes tomorrow or next week or the month or the year or the years after that, as inevitably it will at some point change. Um, I'll deal with that when I have to. But uh, but in the meantime, I want to embrace and enjoy and live in this day and make memories every day so that I can hold fast to those memories at some point in the future. Okay, boy, I thought we were going to try to get away from like the sad, depressing stuff, but then... Bloop, it just popped back up. See, that's kind of what my brain has been like over the past uh, few days here. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to uh, have more here from 40 Acres and a Fool. So stick around. There's much more on the way. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back here to 40 Acres and a Fool. Cam Edwards with you, Missy. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to give her a hard time. 
about stepping away. This podcast was my idea, and <laughs> I kind of roped her into it anyway. So I know she will be back at some point. Uh, I'm just not sure exactly when that will be. So in the meantime, you're stuck with me. I tell you what, though, uh, let's get to some emails. We have a lot of emails to get to, including one from Michael. Uh, who wrote in, saying, it's been busy, so I actually had to binge listen to the last couple of podcasts. Listen to the first while doing the dishes. Great time to listen to podcasts, he says. No dishwasher, so it takes some time. And then the other while uh, playing games in my phone, so it was a good couple of hours. Why does that matter? Well, Michael says, apparently I somehow nudged the stove and turned on the gas while I was doing dishes. I was the only one home, in my room, with the door closed, which perhaps saved my life because the house filled up with gas. Luckily, I was able to turn off the stove and air the house out before it blew up or I asphyxiated. My son had come home long enough to tell me that he and his friend were going to explore the woods a bit. He didn't know what the smell was. He does now. So Michael says, that was my excitement for today. Uh, Nearly blowing up my house. No harm. No insurance claims. Good for you. The other big news, my wife says she noticed something in the basement when she was putting away the Halloween decorations. Mice. Which is not surprising at all, says Mike. There's a Bilko-like cellar door leading outside. We don't use it, but the mice do, apparently. So the war, he says, is on. I've caught one with a snap trap, one on a glue trap thus far. No idea how many have taken the poison bait, but there's enough down there to kill 60 or so. No evidence that they've made it upstairs trying to keep it that way. Mike says, I can uh, deal with fighting a war of attrition in the basement, but not in the kitchen. I advised my son to defoodify his room just in case, because he's 11. All our junk food ends up in there somehow. Man, I'm so glad to know that I'm not the only one there, Mike. This is like, honestly, one of the things that we talk with our kids the most about. And I grew up in a house, wasn't allowed to have food in my room. My room was right off the kitchen, and I wasn't allowed to have food in my room. Now, my kids are not allowed to have food in their room, too. And it's the weirdest thing, because I keep seeing wrappers and plates and stuff in their rooms. So, uh, yeah, we've almost gotten to the point now where it's, okay, we're going to take the door off the hinges. Uh, yeah, yeah, like seriously, like if you can't follow these rules, guess what happens? Or you can just sleep in the living room and you will lose your room privileges. So they have gotten a little bit better about that. I'm worried, you know, we had mice last year. Um, and it's look, it's an old farmhouse, right? I mean, there's no way that you're going to be able to hermetically seal this thing. Uh, so the mice can't get in. You're, you're fighting the losing battle. It's a warm place. There are creatures that are going to want to live in this warm place throughout the winter, and, yeah, you're going to have to fight that good fight. What I hate are hearing the skittering of the mice in the walls. That's what creeps me out. I'm used to, I've had, you know, in, in previous homes, you'll have, like, the little mouse on the, f- oh, run across the floor. To hear a mouse in my ceiling really, really freaks me out. I don't like that at all. What we have been dealing with, um, and I don't know how big a deal this is, but I have found two wasps in our house over the past uh, couple of weeks. One in my uh, youngest son's room when we had a house guest. He got stung by a wasp, a rather lethargic wasp this time of of year, excuse me. Uh, And then over the weekend, I found another wasp in our kitchen, which was far away from our youngest son's room, a whole different level and whole different side of the house. And uh, that too, again, because of the time of year, a fairly lethargic wasp that was dispatched with, uh, without much effort. Um, but I, I'm a little worried that we have uh, some wasps that are making some nests somewhere inside of our house. So it is uh, hopefully and possibly time to do some exploring. Um, all right. want to get to a, a couple of other emails. I do hope, uh, Michael, that uh, your war against the mice is successful. Uh, Rob from Lake Charles, Louisiana, writing in. 
uh, political asymmetry and elections. Uh, Rob says, uh, the few of us who want less government, uh, and I include myself as a libertarian conservative, seldom see a candidate worth any excitement. The Republicans are mostly Democrat light, talking about the Virginia elections. Uh, I might vote for them, but they're the smaller evil. I can count on the number of my hands. I can count on my hands, he says, the uh, number of politicians that I like. Uh, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Louis Gohmert come to mind. He says, we've not been trained to see liberty as a bread and butter issue. I do, says Rob, but I'm an odd duck. Yeah, you know, I think that you're right about that, Rob, that we haven't been trained to see liberty as a bread and butter issue. It's one of those things you largely take for granted, right? And so it's not necessarily a bread and butter issue if you feel like, okay, well, we're comfortable with it. We got it. Uh, Rob says, good luck to Miss E on her woodworking class. And uh, she she did great, Rob. Uh, Rob says, right now I'm trying to build an ultralight open top kayak. Oh, wow. He said, it's frustrating since there are too many small overlapping parts that all need to be glued at once. Projects, he says, are more complex than they appear. Perhaps there is a political principle in that as well. Well, Rob, that's some, uh, that's some words of wisdom there, buddy. I appreciate that. Also, speaking of uh, the Virginia elections, Robin from Virginia writing in says, I thought that we in Virginia might be in trouble with the election when on election morning, my Facebook feed blew up with all my lefty family encouraging people to get out and vote. Even my daughter, who recently moved to another state with no stake in Virginia, was chiming in. Uh, Robin says, I also think this was the first that this was the first election since Trump that the left had the opportunity to take their tantrum to the polls in any meaningful way. Robin says, I'm sick that Virginia has gone blue. When I was a kid living in northern Virginia, I would hear about the rest of Virginia not being the same as the D.C. suburbs and that they wanted to disown us. Now I get it. Um, Yeah, I I get it, too, Robin. Uh, And Robin says, uh, lastly, about your hog pen, if you have left yourself clearance around the outside of your pallet pen, I'd use hay bales around the outside two or three, uh, around the outside, two or three high to further insulate them. Uh, When the weather breaks in the spring, you could use the hay as mulch on the garden. Uh, One old book I have, says Robin, is called Gardening Without Work for the Aging, the Busy, and the Indolent. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Ruth Stout Classics, Volume 1. She uses very thick hay to mulch her garden. That is awesome. Robin says, I'm blowing leaves now and wishing I could go riding instead. Well, Robin, hopefully... Uh, the uh, leaves. I mean, we're we're still we're still dealing with leaves this fall, but uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to go riding here very soon. Um, and let's see, one more here before we take a time out from uh, Nick in Utah, who says uh, uh, you're friendly. You're depending on who you ask. Friendly truck driver from rural, rural Utah. He says it's been a long time since we've talked. Really busy with five kids, moving, and a new job. Nick says, I'm no longer an over-the-road trucker. I now do local heavy haul, hauling coal from mines to different power plants. So he says, I'm probably one of the top ten groups that Al Gore hates the most right now. To all the kids out there, Santa has plenty of coal. (laughs) That is awesome, Nick. Uh, Nick says, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to go hunting this year, so that means no elk meat. Can't trade it for anything, yet there is always next year. He says, that's why I like where I live down here. My neighbor got two cow elk this year. And as soon as he was done butchering, uh, brought over some burgers, a couple of roasts, and some elk steaks. Nick says, I don't think you'd find people will do that in a big city very often. There's just a much better sense of community in helping your neighbors in a small town. Yeah, there is. Uh, there is that, uh, Nick. Although I got to tell you, man, uh, you know, like after the news about Missy, e, I posted that uh, on Twitter. And uh, I, I've heard from... Uh, folks all around the world uh, who are offering up their prayers and then keeping her in uh, their thoughts and prayers. So, yeah, I uh, there, there, there is that small town feel, but, you know, you can find it in some unusual places, too, I think. Um, 
All right, why don't we take a timeout? When we uh, come back, we've got a few additional thoughts to get to. So stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool on the way. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up on the Friday edition of Pat Gray Unleashed, with the holidays fast approaching, when is too soon to put out your Christmas decorations and start playing Christmas music? And do you live next to a really obnoxious display? Tweet us your pictures at Pat Unleashed, and we'll talk about it. We'll probably have yet another Hollywood sex scandal to delve into as well. That's Friday at noon Eastern with Pat Gray Unleashed here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Weekdays noon to 3 Eastern, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back again here to a special, I don't know if it's a special edition of 40 Acres and a Fool, but it's the latest edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Cam Edwards with you. Missy is uh, off this week. And um, all right, so I'm going to try to get through a couple of these emails and uh, I'm going to try to do it without crying. It's, It's tough. I'll be honest with you. It, uh, it's been a rough couple of days. So, um, Mr. C writes in with a question. Any room? Would you like some help? I will walk from California to your place seriously and do whatever tasks that you ask for a small shelter or attend near a fire pit. Extreme, but not a joke. Love the show. Mr. C, thank you very much for that, sir. I do appreciate it. And, uh, Right now, you can uh, stay put in California. I know that, uh, you know, you might just want to take a hike out of California anyway and go to a, uh, a freer state. I'm, I, Virginia is still that place for now anyway, but uh, I don't know how much longer that's that's going to be. But I really appreciate that, and I know that you mean it. I mean, that's the thing. I've had so many folks say what Mr. C has said and things like Brent uh, writing in from uh, Andover, Kansas, uh, heartfelt, sorry about the news of Missy, you and your family are my prayers. Uh, Loretta writing in says, for months I've been meaning to write for all sorts of reasons and topics and with all sorts of news. Never got around to it, not least due to some of the news uh, I would have related had I in fact written, but everything changed last night. I had Cam and company on the TV while I made dinner and I heard Cam mention that your scan, Missy, showed that the lung cancer had returned. I vowed that 24 hours more would not pass before I wrote. Uh, Loretta and John in uh, Millville, New Jersey says, I know this probably feels like a tremendous blow to the head. I just want you to know that we hear and we are concerned. We love you guys and are supporting you and praying for you and your entire family. We are confident, Loretta and John say, that you will kick this cancer's ass and move on to the next gardening season with relish. Hot relish, that is. (laughs) And Loretta and John, thank you. You know, Missy is a fighter. And uh, I'm going to be her corner guy. And uh, we are, in fact, going to kick cancer's ass. Uh, Brian, writing in, said, uh, uh, this was, oh, this was about hot sauce. And uh, Missy has been uh, going back and forth with uh, Brian. Uh, Brian is sending us some sauce, and uh, we're sending him some sauce, and, uh, and all is good. Also, uh, Felicity. Uh, who is one of our friends from right here in the Farmville area, uh, wrote in and said, Hi, guys. I just fired up Cam Show from Friday, and I heard your news, which sucks. Obviously, we'll brain for you all, especially for a good response to what we hope is a much less brutal treatment than last time. But we also want you to know that we're serious about being available to help. We are literally right down the road if you find that you need anything at all. 
I know Miss E is a force of nature. But even heroes need a hand now and then, just so you know that we're here. Felicity says, also because of my folks' medical needs, I'm in Charlottesville more often than is good for any sane person. So if you want anything from up that way, I'm passing Wegmans, coming and going. She says, please say the word, Felicity. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I, I'll be sending you an email as well. But um, seriously, to everybody who's reached out on Facebook, on Twitter, via the email, um, I really do thank you. It it does mean a lot. There are, again, there are those days and there are those moments where you don't want to think about it. And uh, until we know more, I, I don't really want Missy to be thinking about it. I don't want her to dwell on it. I don't want her to... Uh, um, to just you know live in this uncertainty i would i would much prefer that she spend her days um living them and living them well and um but it's hard it's easier to to say that than it is to actually do it and um in those times where where i have been struggling over the past couple of days and uh and have needed to talk to somebody it has been good to know that there are so many folks out there who are thinking about us and uh, and who are willing to to listen. So thank you. And we will be back um, with a post-Thanksgiving edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. And we'll talk about what we're thankful for. And we'll probably talk about processing hogs, which will be kind of a weird story. So I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you get a chance to spend your Thanksgiving with friends and family and loved ones. I hope that you have a lot to be thankful for as well. So be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, and we will talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 